Wake up, GOP. Ron DeSantis and his strategy is our future. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Implied Company. I'm your host, Scott Wingeter. So we just wrapped up the 2022 midterm elections and, you know, we were promised this huge red tidal wave, right? It was going to wipe out all the Democrats across the country. Well, what happened? I wanted to wait to see what the results of all the races were. You know, we are, we no longer have election day. We have election month and then it takes another week for everybody to count all the votes apparently because we can't do simple math in some states. So I wanted to wait and really see how all the numbers played out and do some in-depth analysis before I just came on here and just started talking about things to see how everything was going to turn out. And what really happened was nothing short of an elective election disaster for the Republicans. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. And, you know, I'd like to talk about that a little bit today. And then I don't want to focus on the negative. I'd rather focus on the positive and really what I think the direction that the GOP needs to embrace and, and go into the future. So we had all over the place, I think really weak candidates that nobody really was super excited about. You know, I think of somebody like Dr. Oz. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I know a lot of people in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Fetterman is just an absolute disaster of a human being. Um, I actually feel kind of bad for the guy. If I were Dr. Oz up on that stage, I would have looked at everybody and been like, all right, this has nothing to do with policy. Uh, look at this guy over here. Um, he's not well, okay? He can't even form a coherent sentence. Like President Biden speaks better than he does, okay? Uh, this is really just an a, a abuse of that man and, and, you know, we're using him and exploiting him and he needs to, like focus on himself and be well, all right? I This is not good. That's what Dr. Oz should have said. Um, but Dr. Oz was an unpopular guy. I mean, he couldn't even beat John Fetterman, whose opening statement in the one debate was, hi, everybody, good night. How do you not beat that guy in an election? It's because you're a bad candidate, all right? We selected bad primary candidates. That's what I keep telling people over and over and over again is like when it comes time to be in the primary, the primary season, all right, when we're talking about 2024, you know, in the spring when everybody's running for those primary seats, okay, in the Republican Party, that's when you fight like hell for your candidate. And we need to pick solid, good candidates so that we stop getting walloped in the polls, all right? Yes, conservative principles are important. They're important to me. I'm sure they're important to you. I am a full-fledged conservative, all right? I really believe in conservative principles, and I want somebody that's going to be tough. I want somebody that's going to stand on those conservative principles, uphold those virtues and values, and all the things that I talk about on this channel, right? But, but we need to also make sure that... We're electing candidates that are somewhat palpable as well to, I, I think, moderate Democrats and independents, all right? 
And I know that may rub some of you the wrong way, but I, I, I'm pleading with you, just hear me out and stick with me here, okay? The left has lost their damn mind. We all agree on that, don't we? All right? They have gone so far left, so far socialist. They, I mean, they are to the left of Vladimir Lenin, right? It's They are ridiculous people, all right? And what do you have... Where do you have to go if you find yourself, if you're like, you know, an old blue dog Democrat or, you know, uh, a conservative Democrat? Yeah, those used to exist. Uh, they still do, by the way. Or, you know, um, a, a libertarian or an independent. If you're left with, you know, uh, somebody who's a lunatic on the left and somebody who's not a popular Republican on the right... Uh, you're probably just either going to sit out or you're going to vote libertarian, all right? There were so many cases in this election cycle where if the libertarian votes had gone to the Republican, they would have won that race, all right? We're talking about Nev the Nevada Senate race with Adam Laxalt. If the li libertarians would have voted Republican, that guy would have won, all right, as an example, um, so we need to really focus on a new strategy. I really love what we did. Uh, I was a kid at the time, but the 1994 contract with America, uh, we need to embrace at least that idea again. All right. Where we nationalize the election across the board. All right. Where we have a, a, a new contract with America. All right. Americans have short term memory problems, all right? We totally forgot about the two years of COVID tyranny that we experienced under Democrat rule in states like Michigan and Pennsylvania, as an example, places where, you know, the Democrats won re-election. It's, it's insane. Here in Pennsylvania, you have uh, Josh Shapiro, who was the attorney general, who was enforcing all of these COVID measures, right, that were wildly unpopular, and he's able to win against Doug Mastriano. What? Are you kidding me? It's because, unfortunately, I love Doug Mastriano personally, but he was a bad candidate. Uh, sorry, General. You, you, you didn't run a good campaign. You should have been able to beat the tar out of Josh Shapiro. You didn't, all right? If we have a contact contract with America where we bring all of these ideas together and, and ran on these things, all right? We have two years of COVID tyranny. We have a 40-year high <laughs> inflation rate, like, that hasn't been in place since, you know, um, the, the Reagan was pushing back uh, all of the disastrous ideas of the Carter administration, all right? We're talking about, you know... Um, our inflation rate is growing 8% of every quarter. This is insane, right? Gas prices. Remember how everybody was upset in over the summer over the really extremely high gas prices? It was, you know, oh, it might go as high as $5 a gallon. Well, what happened? Well, well, Joe Biden, I guess, got it under control. Yeah, well, nobody ever walked out there and explained to the American people because the media is not going to do it. You, what, you think MSNBC is going to go out there and be like, well, let us tell you the truth about how Joe Biden is, quote, lowering the gas prices. No, they're not going to do that. They're backing this guy. All right. No, no Republican went out there and really sold the idea of, hey, what he's doing is we we put into our strategic oil reserves 
oil in case we need it to go to war with somebody or for a national emergency. And winning the midterm elections is not a national emergency, President Biden. That's what he did. That's what we needed to sell to the American people. Um, what we need to do is we need to court these moderate Democrats and independents. All right. And hear me out here because this is what happened. This is the Florida model. This is what I was getting at. This is what Ron DeSantis did. All right. And we all love Ron DeSantis, right? Who doesn't like DeSantis? I have yet to meet a Republican that was like, I don't like that Ron DeSantis. All right. He's the darling of the conservative movement right now. All right. So this is what happened in Florida. All right. At least, at least, at the very minimum, at least 10% of the Democrats in Florida voted for DeSantis. Now, do I want those Democrats in the state GOP uh, convention making our rules and legislative priorities and all that? Probably not. But do I want them to vote for our Republican candidate for governor as an example? Yeah, I do. Don't you? Ron DeSantis won 60% of the vote in Florida. He did better than Abbott did here in Texas. All right. <clears throat> From 2018 to 2022, Florida Republicans doubled their support. All right. So when Ron DeSantis ran for the first time in 2018, he doubled what he got the first time compared to with what he got this year. 292,000 vote advantage in Florida for the Republicans. And I would argue that this came from the Hispanics. Remember, we've been talking all year long about how the Hispanics are converting to the GOP, right? They're flipping over from Democrat to, to uh, Republican. And, you know, you're reading probably in the news media right now how that didn't happen. Oh, the red wave didn't happen and the Hispanics didn't go. Bullcrap. They did in Florida. And I would argue they did somewhat here, just not as much. All right. This is why we need to replicate the model that we see happening here in Florida in 2022. All right. Let's talk about Texas real fast and then we'll finish up with what Florida did right. And what we need to embrace from the Florida strategy, the Ron DeSantis strategy, okay? Texas, we won. Remember, there were three races, three down in the valley, right, in South Texas, where we had three Hispanic uh, ladies that were conservative Republicans that were running for the GOP. We lost two of those races, and that's the big story. Myra Flores, who won the special election, she lost. See, yeah, there's no red wave. The Hispanics aren't supporting the GOP. Bull. Just because Myra Flores lost a tough race doesn't mean that this movement hasn't started and isn't picking up steam because we still won one out of those three races, and that should worry the Democrats and that should give hope to the GOP that this is actually happening. Okay. Um, we, we flipped a Democrat stronghold with Texas, uh, us house district 15 with Monica Dela Cruz. All right. She won 53.3% of the vote. And it was the first time since this uh, us house district here in Texas has ever gone GOP. And how did she win that? I promise you it's from Hispanic conservatives voting Republican, 
All right, let me say that again. It's from Hispanic conservatives voting Republican. All right, and that should terrify the Democrats. The Democrats threw millions and millions and millions of dollars starting in 2018, then again in 2020, and we haven't got all the numbers yet in 2022, but I guarantee you they blew millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to swing Texas left, trying to make Texas purple, and then eventually blue, and they're blowing their money, all right? We still have statewide control of Texas. We have won every single statewide race in Texas as a Republican Party since 1994, and we've continued that. In 2018, we lost uh, a Texas House seat uh, in Austin. We lost a U.S. House seat here in Texas. We lost a Senate seat. A U, uh, not a U.S. Senate, but a uh, Texas State Senate seat in 2018. We reversed all three of those losses this year in 2022, all right? Why? Be I would argue, again, because the Hispanic conservatives here in the state of Texas are once are, are they're voting for Republican candidates, all right? We now have uh, in our U.S. House delegation 25 of the 38 U.S. House seats in the state of Texas belong to the Republican. They, they have a Republican in that seat, okay? Democrats only control 13 seats out of the 38 U.S. House of Representatives members that we send off to Washington, D.C., the Democrats have 13 and the Republicans have 25. That is a massive delegation. Um, in the Texas House, the state house, you know, people like Cecil Bell, Steve Toth, um, we now control 86 seats to their 64 seats. And in the Texas State Senate, as it stands right now, not all not all the races have been counted, uh, uh, fully called yet. But we have 19 Republicans to 11 Democrat seats, with more to be determined out of the 31 um, seats in the Texas State Senate. Abbott won 55 percent of the vote, and here's the big thing, Beto. Compared to, remember, because Beto was running in 2018 in a statewide race against Ted Cruz. And that race, he got 48% of the vote. This time, he only got 45%. He even lost 100,000 votes down in Harris County. All right? So don't tell me that, you know, the Democrats are on the verge of making Texas uh, purple or blue or flipping Texas. It's nonsense. Hispanics are coming over to the GOP in massive numbers, and I expect that trend to continue. Why? Because especially if we follow the Florida model, right? Exactly what Ron DeSantis did, all right? Ron DeSantis did a couple of things that I think, Governor Abbott, you need to pay attention to, all right? Number one, he valued election integrity, and that's no dig on Governor Abbott or the Republicans in the uh, in the state houses. Uh, I know that that is a, a legislative priority. We are taking that serious, but I think we can do exactly what Ron DeSantis did, and and uh, he he put together an, a police force that was a dedicated task force to look into election integrity issues. We need to do that. Governor Abbott's investigating Harris County and their crazy voting uh, things that they did this last election. Right now, um, 
I know Senator Paul Betancourt is calling for an investigation. Briscoe Kane is calling for an investigation into the wacky things that were going on in Harris County uh, for this election cycle, and we need to do that. We also need to pass a law, gentlemen and ladies, in, in the Texas House and Texas Senate that ends statewide the ability to do down-ballot casting uh, of votes by party, all right? And that ha- is still happening in Harris County. People are walking into Harris County and they're saying, well, well, I'll just vote straight, take it Democrat, whatever. We need to end that because I guarantee you Lena Hidalgo would have lost her race down there uh, as the county judge of Harris County if we could get rid of that nonsense. Um, we have, using another thing that we need to do that Florida has done, we need to get rid of this vote by mail nonsense. It's ridiculous. You need to be, we have two, two weeks of early voting. You have election day. There is no excuse that you can't get out there. Uh, maybe, you know, if you have an extreme medical condition or something like that, we can look into the legislation. We can word it a little bit to allow for in very unique specific circumstances, uh, you know, vote by mail or proxy voting or something like that. But I'm talking about in the most broad, you know, I'm Bob Ross painting with a two inch brush here, the most broadest sense. We need to get rid of vote by mail. And I think we need to do that nationally. It's killing the Republican Party. And uh, I think it just offers uh, huge problems for election integrity. Uh, but if we can get rid of that, I think that would that would um be very good. And that's what exactly Ron DeSantis did in Florida. The Florida House delegation went from a basically 50-50 split in the U.S. House, right? 50% of Florida was Democrats. 50% of Florida was Republicans. Now it's 20 to 8 in favor of the GOP using these measures, okay? We had the largest GOP gain in a Democrat, major Democrat county in, I think, U.S. history, uh, with this election of Ron DeSantis. Uh, in 2018, Miami-Dade County, all right, Ron DeSantis, when he was running for governor for the first time, he lost Miami-Dade, all right, by 21 points. In 2022, get this, Ron DeSantis in a major U.S. city, in a county that, that has a major U.S. city, Ron DeSantis won a Democratic stronghold of Miami by 11 points. He won by 11 points. That's a 32-point difference from 2018 to 2022. Now, ask yourself this. Who lives in Miami-Dade County? Who lives in Miami? Large numbers of what? Hispanics, in particular Cubans who see what's happening right now with the American left, and they're saying, no, 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 no. I know what that looks like. That looks like damn communism. I want nothing to do with it. And they are flipping over to vote for the GOP. I promise you that's what's happening. Follow the numbers. Look at it. All right? It is time that we stepped up, took a real hard look at the mirror, and come up with these strategies that are clearly working. Why would we not follow what Ron DeSantis has done in Florida? That's the whole point of federalism, right? Is to see you have 50 states that have this, you know, all conducting experiments all at the same time. What's working? What's not? Well, Florida is clearly working, all right? And it's time that we paid attention. I'm telling you right now, Ron DeSantis 
is the future of this party, along with Hispanics. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.